Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. If that small voice inside your mom heart is saying that something in your child's education just doesn't feel right this year, then today's podcast is for you. Most families are about a month into the school year, and I hope it's going well for your family. If it is, then I'm so happy for you. Good job starting strong, mamas. But for most of us, it's been very challenging. If school in the age of COVID isn't working for you and your family, then I want to encourage you today to consider something different. Keep listening and I promise you'll leave with some new found hope. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so glad to be able to have two of my closest friends to be able to introduce you to today. I have my, one of them is a friend of mine who I have been friends with since college days. Her name is Rachel. And Rachel and I have kind of traveled through the growing seasons of life together that we uh, kind of became friends like post-college more um, towards like graduate school, but then we both went to school to be teachers. And so we both got jobs at the same school, which was super fun to have somebody to go through life with and not do all of those hard, exhausting times alone. We both got married around the same time and then started having kids around the same time and have both ended up just doing life very similarly. And now our kids, it's been the coolest thing that um, she has three and it's a boy and two girls. And I have four right now, and it's a boy and three girls, and so they're like all right around the same ages, and it's just been so special to get to go through all these different seasons of life together. So I'm so glad for you to get to know Rachel today with us. And then my other friend today has been my longest friend of life, the the voice that's spoken into me forever, is my mom. And um, I'm just so glad that you can be here to share. I just, so much of who I am, is because of the way that you chose to invest in me and chose to invest in our family and our home and make us a priority. And uh, I just think about if there's any voice that I would want to be able to have to be a word of encouragement to my friends, like you would be my first one. So I'm so glad to be able to share um, her words of encouragement and truth and hope with so many other people. So she does have a name. Her name's Connie. Um, mom works really well too. And uh, yeah, she raised all four of us kids. And we joked that she got forced into retirement because it was like her full-time job and the most important thing and our highest priority. And then we all grew up and moved away, but we didn't disappear. We were just talking about today that like your job is still very much present in all of our lives. So so thank you guys. Sure. Yeah. So, so exciting. Pleasure. Um, Well, and I'm glad you're here for this topic too. So I think that you guys are perfect for this conversation today because we're going to be sharing about alternate school options and how you can choose as you're going into your school year and moving into the fall, because this will be shared with people during the school year already that you get to can think about as a mom, what am I doing? 
And am I liking what I'm doing? Am I not liking what I'm doing? And that as the parent, we have the freedom and the um, really just the opportunity to be able to say, you know what, I'm a mom. And maybe what I thought was gonna work really well is not working so hot. And that we have the chance that we can change that and do something that serves our children differently maybe than we originally thought. So uh, I think you guys are the best for this because I, I homeschool, you know, I homeschool our kids and that was always my plan. But you both ended up homeschooling and it was neither of your plans. That's right. Right? Yes. And so mom, you homeschooled all four of us and Rachel, you're homeschooling your three kids right now. Uh, so I thought we could kind of start off talking about how you had to reevaluate what your school plans were and come to a conclusion that you wanted to try something different and just kind of share your story of what that was like for you. Mm-hmm. Well, you want to start? No, go for start. it. Okay. So, yes, your dad and I uh, both grew up going to public school and we were fine. And so we determined that that would be the route for our children as well. So as you were a little girl and it was nearing the time for you to start going to school, uh, the first opportunity was preschool for you to go to a school. And it turned out we moved just before you were supposed to start preschool. We moved from Texas to California. And I felt like if there was a spot for you in a preschool at that late date in July, it probably was not a very good preschool. (laughs) And so I decided, you know what, I should just teach her at home for preschool. So I sat down with you and talked to you about it and talked about how we would do it. And we decided this would be a fun thing for us to do during your brother's nap time. And uh, so we started doing that. So I did that for preschool. And then I really, uh, your dad and I really prayed about it and made the determination that you would go to kindergarten at our local public school, which had a great reputation. And we signed you up and we took you and you had a really great year. And I loved your teacher, and your teacher loved us. We've I volunteered all the time. I was back and forth to the school. I was the room mom and brought the cookies. The children knew me. <laughs> I, I was all about it. So that was great. So then you went on to first grade, and that was a great experience. In second grade, the same school. And then we made a move in March to another state. Well, while we were there... You went to school. You were very excited to start. We had checked out the schools. It was a great school, a great reputation. So this was going to be a good situation. So we put you in school. You started out. And I was so excited. So excited. To go back. And Mm -hmm. uh, you got there, and it just seemed like it was just going to be a great situation. But days went by, and those turned into weeks. And then it was the, the months of the end of the school year that you were really not happy at school and you were a very happy child, very outgoing, very excited to be with other students and with your teachers. Like and I fit the school mold. You absolutely <laughs> did. And you know, in, in our in California. So I expected just the same and you had this great attitude. So, you know, I thought it would be great, but it just wasn't. And you were mm. sad. Um, when You would be happy when I first picked you up. I'd say, how was your day? And you'd say, it was fun. And I'd say, tell me about it. What happened when you got there? And as you would start describing your day minute by minute, most days you would end up in tears telling mm-hmm. me about how someone had said something that hurt your feelings. I thought, well, that's part of growing up. You've got to learn to, you know, be okay with that. But more things came out, and there were more, the homework that you were coming home with, I thought, this is, 
this is too much and this is not a good situation for us. So I asked mm-hmm. a girlfriend that I had met at our new church in our new home. And I said, would you pray for me? I don't know what I'm going to do because Chris is miserable at school. And when she's miserable, I'm miserable. Mm-hmm. And um, so I talked to my friend and my friend looked at me and said, why don't you just bring her home and teach her yourself? And I thought, because that's weird. <laughs> and if we do that, my child will be weird and I'll be weird. And this will not be a good choice for our family. And honestly, yeah, I knew this would not be a good choice. We don't for want us. to all be weird. Yeah. Of all things, you don't want that. So uh, I began praying about it and I talked to your dad about it. And the more we thought about it, the more we thought, why don't we do this? Mm-hmm. And so we decided we'll just keep her home for third grade. And honestly, my big ambitious self, here's what I thought was, how much can I really ruin her in one year? So I was not very ambitious in this decision. It was not a decision that I took lightly. I was terrified, Mm. but I felt like I was stuck between a rock and a hard place. There were no private schools near us that were a good choice for our family because of finances um, and distance. And so... We decided to just do it, to just try it. But I was really scared. Mm -hmm. And within about the first, I would say, month to six weeks, one night John came home and he said, I feel like we got our family back. Mm -hmm. And we didn't even know we Mm -hmm. didn't have our family. But there was just so much freedom in this new decision. And Mm -hmm. I remember thinking, gosh, I didn't know it. But when we were in school, school determined what time we went to bed what time we got up, what clothes we wore, what backpacks we bought, what kind of shoes I bought. I mean, when we went on vacation, it, it really owned us, and I didn't know it. And so we right away started loving it. And um, there was a, there's a verse in Matthew, chapter 6, I think it is, that says, um, for my, um, my yoke is easy, my mm. burden is light. And I've always called that my homeschool verse because I realized I thought this was going to be a huge, heavy burden, and I was so worried about it. Yeah. And it turned out it was as if all the burdens got lifted, and it was this gift to our family that what God wants us to do is not burdensome. It's light. Yeah. So that's how I got started homeschooling. Well, and I think that's an interesting kind of parallel, too, that you talk about that you thought you were just going to do it for a year. Because we were going to be moving somewhere mm-hmm. else. And mm-hmm. so there would be a different school and a new setup. And so mm-hmm. you can't ruin us in a year. And then we'll yeah. go somewhere else and start. Because I've had conversations with friends right now that are very similar. Where it's like, you know what? We need to do something different for right now. So I can't. I already know what the alternative is. And the alternative doesn't feel good. So what if I just do it for a year? Like, what are we out? What's it going to hurt to try something mm-hmm. for a year? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's kind of an interesting mm-hmm. similarity. And then... You gave it a go, and then it ended up working really well. Yeah, it was... In ways you didn't expect, no, too. No, I had no clue. Mm-hmm. I had no clue, and I don't know how much we want to talk about that yeah. now. But there were just so many unexpected gifts. Mm-hmm. The ones I mentioned are minor in comparison to the others. But one of them was even when you came home for spring break that year, for just we had a week. You went to school for a few weeks, and then you came home for a spring break for a week. And I was so excited to have you home for a week for spring break. And it turned out you and your brother like bickered the whole week. And here it was like two days before you were going to go back to school and you figured each other out and you started having fun together. Mm -hmm. And I realized school makes it to where you don't even know each other because you're gone all day. Mm -hmm. And when you were home, 
you got to know each other and you started enjoying each other, yeah. but then it was time for you to go back again. Yeah. So then when you guys were home, sure you had the regular, you know, nobody gets along all the time. But for the most part, you and your brother just became best of friends. Yeah. yeah. And we had a baby at the time too, but she was, you know, a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm so thankful you guys were willing to try it. Yeah. Because it worked really well for us. Yes. It did. Yes. And I think that's even a reevaluation that even no matter what you're doing for school, I have a tendency to want to say, well, if I'm doing this, I really want to stick with this for the next 12 years because this is the program we started. But I think no matter what your current path is to pause and just say what's working well and what isn't. Because there have been times that, you know, in October that I've had to look at something that I had planned that I thought we were going to do. And I look back at our schedule and I realize this is not working. This is not feeding everyone well. This does not feel like my burden is light. It feels like their burden is heavy and that this part of it's not fun. And to pause and scale back and say, what doesn't feel light? And really look at it and look at each child and what we have for them and pray about it and be willing to change something because what does it hurt? And I mean, it's a whole year of their education. Why would I keep doing something just because I paid for it and then make us all pay for it by being grumpy, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Right. And I, I, you know, I was only going to have you as a little girl once. Right. I didn't get a do-over. And so I was so thankful that that friend encouraged me and she was very patient with me Mm. and showed me a lot of things. And uh, so I've determined, I determined back then even, if I'm ever in this situation where I can encourage somebody, I want to be what my girlfriend was for me. Yeah. All right. Well, Rachel, will you tell us about kind of your journey of how you guys decided to take a different path in your education plans? Yeah, well, I do definitely see actually a lot of parallels with Connie because um, when preschool was happening with my son, we actually couldn't afford it. Or if we could afford it, we would have to make a lot of changes in our home. So I was like, you know what? I could do this. Like there's Pinterest and, you know, all these things. I'm like, just take it on. And so we actually did preschool at home. And it was actually quite wonderful, and my son loved it, and it was like 20 minutes a day. Maybe. I remember you posting like super cute like alphabet animals on your Instagram. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's having so much and fun. And we did it two or three days a week, but I was like, oh, we want to go to the beach today. Oh, we'll just do it tomorrow. And so I loved the freedom in that, but I never once ever thought I would homeschool. It like literally wasn't even like <laughs> a thought. Yeah. Okay, so kindergarten comes. We're so excited. We put him in. And I also want to say, too, that I had three kids in four years. So mm-hmm. when, <laughs> when Gideon went into kindergarten, I had two girls at home. And so it actually became quite a struggle just to get all three of them out of the house. I was yelling a ton. I was so stressed. Packing lunches. I remember you, again, like I remember an Instagram picture you posted of all of the sandwich stuff that you were like, I think I have a system of how I can make lunch and have it work for our family. Um, it like, was the whole counter so much more stressful than I ever thought. <laughs> and we dropped them off. And then in our area, it's half day kinder, which is fine. But what can you accomplish in two and a half hours? So we'd be off doing something, and then I'd be so scared I'd forget or miss the time, and then Mm -hmm. I'd have to wake up the baby from the nap, and we were just this hustle and bustle. And there were a couple other things that I just wasn't happy with with his schooling environment. He had a lot of kids in the class, but guess what? He was still learning. His teacher was wonderful. Mm -hmm. 
he was meeting a couple new friends and I was thought, you know, but then I just felt like God calling on my heart. And there were lots of things that led up to that. Um, one verse actually that actually helped me through um, like toddlering years too is actually Deuteronomy eleven nineteen, where he's talking about how important it is to, you know, speak truth into it. And it says, teach, teach them to your children, you know, God's word, talking to them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. And that reminded me when they were toddlers, like you have to keep reminding them they're not going to learn one thing at one mm-hmm. time. But when he got in kindergarten, I thought he's just gone and I'm like not done teaching him these things. And so we took him out halfway through the year. Yeah, I remember. And I remember thinking too, you're a really good, like invested mom. And so I remember even telling my mom when you were starting off, I remember saying like, oh, I hope I don't lose our friendship because she's a really good mom. And I, no matter where her kids are, she's going to be so present wherever that is. And so if this is where they have them, then she's going to be so present there. And I feel like we're not going to see each other anymore because that's going to be their place and that's going to be their people. And she's going to do it really well. And you did. Like you were, you were there and you knew what was going on. I had to pay like a sitter just so I could go to in watch your other kids. It was was so much work. But then another thing, you actually spoke to me about, I thought that there's no way I could homeschool having little ones at home. Mm. And I thought, there's no way. It's going to be so hard. But then when I brought him home, it was so much easier than the pick up and drop off and the, all the, you got to go get the backpack and then you got to go, it was so, you got to go get all these supplies. And I was like, so much more stressful doing the school option actually than just staying at home. And so we're like, let's just do one year, put them back in, and then it'll be a full day. Mm-hmm. Then it will just be like so much easier. And then I fell in love with the freedom, um, with the time with my kids, that bonding, the um, picking what I want to teach him. We actually had like a Bible time too. Um, so not just the math and the reading and all of that. And he started reading and just soaring and we could just read books together cuddle up on the couch and we had we did all the fun stuff during nap time so that the baby didn't get into all the fun science experiments <laughs> and things but I ended up loving it but we always say we commit to one year mm-hmm. and then assess what's going to be best for our family the next year so um, I can see us doing this for a long time but people are always like so wait are you going to do this for high school right. what about college <laughs> like well <laughs> we'll see we're not there yeah and I don't know what tomorrow will bring but so far we're committed to another year of it and I love it and so now mm. we're adding the third child into kindergarten this year and so we'll see how it goes okay so one question for you I know dad was part of the journey very much with our decision to try to something new how did that work how did that work for you with Randy, because he's in the public education system. Like, how did that transition go of bringing him along on this journey of where you felt like you were being led with the kids to make it something that you both were being led to do? Well, he had a lot. Our personalities are very different. He's the more organized one of the pair, and that's okay. You know, we come together and we're this perfect pair. But so he had a lot of work. Like, how do you know if you're teaching him the right things? And like, how are you going to stick to a schedule, Rachel? <laughs> and Which was valid. <laughs> luckily, I was able to take that with grace. And I knew he had you know, our kids in mind and the best thing for our family. And so I actually was able to talk him into it by signing up with a charter. But it's mm. non-brick and mortar, literally all independent study. You still get to choose everything that you do. But once a month, 
you know, they would kind of check in with you and see if you needed any help. So that's actually how I talked him into it. And I've heard of other friends who kind of have had the same experiences, that they felt like, I can do this, I feel good about it, I've done a lot of reading on this, I have other friends, a lot of times that's what it is too, I have other friends who have done this and they're not ruining their kids, so like maybe we could try and not ruin our kids. Mm-hmm. But um, but having the, like their husband on the journey with them is really important. And I know, Mom, you've talked, mm-hmm. I've heard you give advice to moms on this. You want to share kind of what your wisdom has been just the idea that you didn't just wake up one day and decide this that you you were on a journey and somewhere you came from point a to point b so we need to take our families along with us on the journey mm-hmm. and so sometimes that's your husband sometimes it might be one of the like grandmas grandma. <laughs> yeah or you know actually even a neighbor could really mm-hmm. be miserable with you making this decision so some people that are in your life that are unhappy with this decision that you're making to bring them along what made you start thinking about it what made you decide to try it and then not acting like i had all the answers mm-hmm. to be able to say you know this may not work out that great and so we'll always keep other options in mind but this is what we feel led to do right now. Mm-hmm. So the idea of taking people on the journey with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay, so you mentioned the way that you guys started homeschooling too, um, through a charter. So there are three main ways to homeschool. Uh, for if there's somebody who's interested and just isn't familiar with it. So you can homeschool through a charter school, which is when you sign up through a public school. And it's not necessarily your neighborhood public school. You can do it that way but also through a charter school where it's public funded and you receive some funds from them and then you check in with them and you show them, here's what we're doing and they see your work because you're technically in their school, right? Yes. And they do require testing um, once a year for third grade and up. So, you know, there's some little logistic things, mm-hmm. but. And there are some similarities between having to answer to somebody and doing testing and all of that with a charter as there also is with a private school program because a private school program you're enrolling your child into their private school and saying we are part of this school and your child is on their roster and you have someone you send your work to some of the work to work samples or check in with every every so often Oftentimes, they will approve the curriculum that you're doing, so you have to make sure that you're doing things that fall in line with what that particular school says that they think is a good plan, and then doing testing with them, too. Another way to homeschool is how our family has chosen to homeschool, privately. We live in California, and in this state, as well as many other states in the U.S., we're able to file our own private school affidavit. This means that we fill out a form online where we tell the state that we're a private school and that our children are enrolled in our school. If I hadn't already been doing this for years, that concept would sound so stressful. But I promise you, if you've been able to sign up for a social media account, you can fill out the online form to homeschool privately. I cherish the freedom that we have to homeschool privately. It's so freeing to be able to choose our own curriculum that I can customize to meet the needs of my children as individuals. I decide every teaching objective, starting from a place of considering who my children are and what is going to serve them and our family best. When it comes to homeschooling, I'm sure the idea of doing something so different in counterculture may raise some concerns for you. The first concern I hear often is from moms with no formal schooling or experience in education who worry about ruining their children's education. To that I say, you are their mom. 
and nobody knows or cares about your child more than you. That is a powerful position. Each age and grade does present different joys and challenges, but you are more than capable to meet those educational needs at every level. If your child is little, consider the fact that nothing magical happened when they turned five that suddenly made you incapable of teaching them. Look at all they learned naturally in your home already. And don't worry, we're not going to start day one of kindergarten with trigonometry. This is just one-on-one -on -one elementary school that we're talking about. You'll take it one step at a time and one grade at a time. Don't get ahead of yourself and worry about high school when your child is only five. There are so many wonderfully helpful homeschool resources with amazing curriculum options, providing you step-by-step -step guidance. But again, consider you've done a great job already without somebody else's curriculum guiding your every step. The learning that happens in the home every day is schooling. If your child is older, look at what is happening for them right now. If you're even considering homeschooling, there are reasons why. Maybe you're like my mom who said, we can't ruin her in a year, why not try it? It sounds kind of ridiculous, but really, they only have one year to be a fifth grader or an eighth grader or a 10th grader. And if what you're doing isn't working, look at your other options and try something else rather than continuing down a path that's not serving your family well. Another concern I hear is about the expense of homeschooling. There are many ways to homeschool. Some of my homeschooling friends purchase expensive learning resources and some homeschool on a dime. My family actually spends less money homeschooling than we would if our kids were in school. The biggest expenses that we don't have to deal with is keeping up with the Joneses. My children aren't worried about having the latest anything or a specific brand of something or other because they're not immersed in that comparison with their peers all day long. We also spend less because we don't need to go back to school shopping for classroom supplies or the latest clothes and shoes or new backpacks. I don't have to worry that my children have phones so they can contact me. We're not buying school lunches and I'm not doing extra school fundraisers or buying special spirit week clothing or teacher gifts or any of the small extras that come along with it. Obviously homeschooling isn't free, but if money is a concern, I promise you that it can be done very inexpensively. Lastly, I want to address the fear that you're going to be locked in your house and become that weird homeschool family with the matching jumpers. With this one, it's on you, mom. If you want to homeschool alone, you can. If you want to be weird and raise weird kids, you can. But it doesn't have to be like that. There are so many homeschool support groups of families around the world who come together for community, education, and social activities. My community has nature adventures and park days and group teaching times. We do field trips together, performing arts together, and have regular mom's nights out to have fun and be encouraged by each other. My children have made friends through my group with wonderful children of like-minded families who share our morals and goals. So if you're doing the online meeting school thing and think that's the same as homeschool education, it's not even close. It's actually the exact opposite of what life-giving home education looks like, and I understand the discouragement that moms feel. I also know that many of you have really enjoyed having your children at home and have used that time to make lasting memories that otherwise would never have happened. Be encouraged that an education change for this year doesn't mean a change forever.
But if you're thinking you might want to do something different, you can do it. Homeschooling laws vary state by state and country to country. Wherever you live, I would recommend that you check out the website for the Homeschool Legal Defense Association at hslda.org. They have an abundance of information for families considering homeschooling and can guide you through the laws and best practices state by state. Another great website with resources for families considering homeschooling is the Christian Home Educators Association of California. You can find them at chiaofca.org. And their free resources are amazing, no matter where you live. All the websites that I referenced and links will be in the show notes. Before I go, I want to thank my mom and Rachel for sharing their homeschooling stories today. If you want to follow Rachel Wilson, you can find her on Instagram at natureschooled. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends. Join us for next week's podcast, where we'll talk about something we all need, rest for the weary mom.